Why don't somebody praise him right now? Something just moved in here when they sang that last song. Somebody give everything that you got. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I got you on my side, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many saints will be in the house of God again? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to read from two different passages very shortly. Psalms chapter 37. Proverbs chapter 16. I want to give honor to Pastor Sister Mel in their absence. I'm thankful for the leadership in my life. I'm thankful for this church. I think I say that just about every time I'm here, but it's true. I'm thankful for this church. What a great home church for my daughter work and those people. I know I speak on behalf of those other men that are laboring in the fields right now. I'm thankful for our home church. Your love, your support in Jesus' name means a lot. Psalms chapter 37 and verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Verse 5 says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, he shall bring it quickly to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 3 commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established commit thy works unto the Lord for just a few moments here tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost I want to speak on this subject committed or just merely involved committed or just merely involved. Why don't we ask the Lord to help us? Come on, why don't you lift your voice and ask God to help us right now. In Jesus' name, open the eyes of our hearts, God. Oh, God, what a sweet presence that's here, Lord. God, let us receive this word, Lord, and not my lips, God. Oh, Lord, let your will be done, Lord, tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus, anoint the ears to hear, Lord. Lord, let us take this word and plant it into our hearts. Oh, that it would bring forth fruit in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Someone said in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of God. There was a pig and a hen chicken sharing the same barnyard. Excuse me, let me back up. No, let's read that one. They're sharing the same barnyard. They heard about the church program down the street to feed the hungry. The pig and the hen discussed how they could help. The hen said, I got it. We'll provide bacon and eggs for the church. 
the pig thought about it, thought about the suggestion and said, there's only one thing wrong with your bacon and eggs idea. For you, it only requires a a contribution. But for me, it means total commitment. Now that same pig and that chicken was walking down the road one day. Just bear with me. How fitting, I know, an Oaksy talking about a pig and a chicken. The chicken says, hey, pig, I'm th- I think we should open a, a restaurant. Pig replies, hmm, maybe. What would we call it? The chicken responds, how about bacon and eggs? The pig thinks for a moment and says, no, thanks. I'd be committed, but you'd only be involved. Now these two very similar, cute little stories is exactly where I feel the Holy Ghost has led us to the service on this question here tonight. Committed or just merely involved. Commitment is defined as a willingness to give your time and energy to something that you believe in or a promise or a firm decision to do something. Let me read that again. Commitment is defined as a willingness to give your time, energy to something that you believe in or promise or firm decision to do something. Vince Lombardi says this about commitment. Most people fail not because of the lack of desire, but the lack of commitment. Another man says the difference between interest and And commitment, when you're interested in in doing something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to something, you accept. No excuse, only results. Commitment. We, uh, as apostolic people with the truth and the message, we understand commitment. Commitment is found throughout the Word of God. We find it from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Commitment was something that was established very quickly. Obviously, we find it in the very first book of the Bible with Adam and Eve. They failed. They had good intentions. If I could say it this way, they were merely involved with God's Word and His promise to them. Very quickly, we see grace and mercy. But we do find a man in that same book, a man named Noah. He was committed, not in the business of building arts, but God gave him a plan. And God gave him specific instructions. And Noah committed himself to that. And by Noah's commitment, he and his family was saved. We go through the the word of God and we find three Hebrew boys that were committed. They were so committed to their God that they were faced with a fiery furnace. But they were committed. They knew within within their hearts that they served the one and true living God. 
and that God would bring them through anything, even a fiery furnace. Now time does not allot me the time uh, to tell this whole story, but we know that they saw four in that fiery furnace. And yes, Jesus, God himself was with them. They did not even smell up the fire. They were committed, and God was committed to them. We find another man dealing with this same king named Daniel. Daniel was committed. He, he took a vow. I will not partake of what they bring me to eat. And he was committed. He found favor with God, found favor with the men. And he was committed. God brought him through it time and time again. And we know the Sunday school story that God shut the mouths of the lions in that den. Because Daniel was committed. Another man we find in this Old Testament is Job. My, 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 is there ever, was there ever a man that was committed? Stripped of everything besides his wife. Lost it all. Sores on his body. Sick in his body. But he was committed. He was committed to bless the name of the Lord. He brought me in this world. And bless God, he can take me out of it. But I'm committed. I'm committed to my God. Now you, you may be sitting there thinking, this is great. You've named uh, five men. Or actually, you've named seven. And they were all committed. But what happens when men, men's commitment wavers and it fails? We find that in the Old Testament as well. We find Abraham was committed to God's promise. He was obedient to God's voice. When God told him to move, he did. But we find at certain point in his life that God's promise was not coming to fruition. That God's promise has it was yet to come to pass, and so he and his wife took that commitment and set it aside and took this upon themselves. We know that they were promised a child, a son. When God never gave the son, they took it into their hand, and Abraham had a son with a maid, and we know his name was Ishmael. This displeased God. Because a man's commitment, his word, was taken away. But God, we find once again mercy and grace. We find forgiveness. And God once again reinstates that covenant and promise with Abraham. And he says, I will, I will give you that son. And yes, we know Abraham, the father of the faithful, he seen that son come to pass. So maybe you're here tonight and your commitment has wavered. Maybe you, your, your, your fire has died out just a little bit. That's okay. Just repent. Ask God to help you. And recommit yourself. We find commitment time and time and time again in the word of God. We find another man in the New Testament. Saul was committed. But he was committed to persecuting the Christians. But when God got a hold of him, he said, hey, that man's got something. He's committed 
But he's committed to the wrong thing. And so God got a hold of him, we know, and blinded him and brought him to the prophet and changed his name to Paul. And then when God was done with Paul, he was committed to preaching the gospel. One of the greatest apostles that we know in the New Testament. Commitment is, it's, it's just, it's, it's in the DNA of the word of God. Through and out, through it in, through it out. We even find one of our enemies of our souls committed. Yeah, Satan, the devil himself, is committed. Why, why, what are you, are you kidding me? We find in 1 Peter, uh, Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, Be sober, be diligent, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, Walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He's committed. He's, he's sly. He's, he, he's deceiving. He, he is committed to seeing you lost. He's consider, uh, committed to seeing your family lost. He's committed to seeing you utterly destroyed. He's committed to seeing you not being faithful. He's, con he's committed to seeing you Go all the way to hell with him. Satan is terrified of you and I's commitment to God. He's terrified of our commitment to the kingdom of God. He's terrified of our commitment to the local assembly. He is shaking in his boots, if I may say it that way. Completely terrified of a child of God that is completely committed. He doesn't want you reading your Bible. He doesn't want you praying. He doesn't want you uh, being involved and committed to the local assembly to whatever measure that God sees fit for you in your life. He does not want to see you committed to anything that, can, uh, that uh, can pertains, excuse me, to God. But we got to find something inside of us. Now, I, I asked this at the anniversary banquet, uh, I guess it would be last year now. There's many of you here tonight are first, second generation apostolic. You, have, you, you didn't know anything about commitment but the commitment to the world and to sin. And so when you come into the church, you have a reference point. For you first and second generation apostolics here tonight. You have a reference point from where God brought you from. And the things that you were committed to. And now the things in the church. And uh, things that uh, are all righteousness and all godliness. You, you have an understanding. Now I want you to reflect on that life that was in the world. Or previous before you came to the church. When you were committed to sin and you were committed to uh, the devil's agenda, what, what was the result of it? That commitment brought results of misery, depression. It brought divorce. It, brought, it, it brings suicide. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest and very plain with you here tonight. We know what sin brings. We, the word of God says sin brings forth death. It's, it's, it will kill you. It's in us. 
It's in our flesh to be committed. It's, it's in our DNA to be committed. But it's what we do with that commitment. It's what we do with that energy. What are we doing with this here today? I know. I, 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 I don't know why God, well, I just want to be a vessel. And so I have to preach it the way God gives it to me. But what? I know you're committed. And I know you've got a schedule. And I know we're busy. We live in a busy world. But God wanting to know tonight, are you committed or just merely involved? Are you committed or you just pay tithes? And are you committed or you just show up and waltz in very nonchalantly? Are, are you really committed? Are you committed when everyone else is uh, not looking are you only committed when you're with the church, folks? You find uh, a person that is commitment. You find their dearest friends, their closest friends, are the brothers and sisters in the church. They don't look outside of the church. Let me hear. Let me, you hear me very clearly tonight. A person that finds himself closer to someone in this world, there, there's something wrong there. There's a there's a commitment issue. There's there there there's a problem there, and it's 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 merely a a, a, a direction of energy. We have it in us. We have it in us to do extracurricular activities, if I could say it that way. Yes, we work jobs. Yes, some of you work so hard. I commend Brother Seymour. I don't want to embarrass him tonight. But he shows up. He had to work late, obviously. And he's working. He's here in his work clothes, but he's committed. It could have been easy for him to say, no, I'm tired. I had to work late. I'm just going to take a shower. And I could read my Bible. But you know what the truth of the matter is? He's, he's deceiving himself if he chose that. And it's really showing God where the commitment is. We have to evaluate our commitment. We find in the Old Testament that it says we're to love the Lord our God with all our soul, all our heart, and with all our might. That word all is complete. That means there's no room for anything else but family, God, the church, the kingdom of God. It's commitment. We have to take a tally. We have to take an exam and see just, just how well, we are prioritized with our life and what we're doing with our time. Let me tell you something. You know this, but let's let's just be uh, uh, blunt and uh, uh, obvious here tonight. This is the best thing that's ever happened to you and I. This church, your pastor, what's going on in this local assembly is the best thing. Come on. Does anybody believe that here tonight? It's the best thing. And I want to be committed, committed to the best thing in my life. We just got to make it up in our mind. We find it in Joshua. We find it in our homes. We find it at Hobby Lobby. The scripture that's painted, it's framed, it's, it's embroidered, and embroidered. And it says, but it's for me and my house we will serve the Lord. It's a commitment. I'm going to do it. I'm committed, I'm committed, I'm committed, I'm committed to the house of God. Let me tell you something, there needs to be an awakening about the house of God. Yes, we come on Sundays, yes, we come on Tuesdays, uh, yes, we go to men's prayer, we, yes, we're, we're involved with the things, but are we committed? I know I'm being redundant with that word tonight, but 
I want to drive it home. The Holy Ghost wants it to resonate in your commitment. Am I really committed? Or I'm just fooling myself. Am I fooling my family? We have a responsibility, men. Head of the household, we have a responsibility to show our babies, to lead our wives, and, and to showing them what true commitment is. You know what? We hear the saying, and probably some of us have said it, a happy wife makes a happy life. But the truth of the matter is, a happy, committed husband makes a happy wife. Let me say that again. A happy, committed husband makes a happy wife. Not that I'm anything. Lord knows I'm not. But God, God help us for husbands and men of the households that we be everything. We be everything that the word of God instructs us to be. Be completely committed so that our homes and our, our wives can be saved. And so our family can be saved. This, this, you're, you're not just merely walking and waltzing through this world and living life for your own salvation. But you're going to be judged. You're going to be held accountable for your family. Noah was committed and by his commitment his family was saved. Commitment husbands to be showing their, their family what it is to, to pray and to read the word of God and teach Bible studies. This is commitment. It should bleed. It should be so far in our DNA that it should just bleed out through us in our conversation. Committed people. Committed uh, people of God in their conversations. Yes, there's a balance to living for God. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here tonight. We can't be so... Uh, living in glory in heaven that we can't be earthly but let me tell you something it should bleed into our conversations when we're talking it always should go back to the things of God it should always go back to the word of God that's commitment but the house of God we see oh God help us we see it in the religious world where they've taken away our midweek Bible study church and, and replaced it with an in-home uh, fellowships and gatherings together in homes. Don't misunderstand me. I think that's great. That's awesome. We should do that. Obviously, it's biblical. That was built on the first church uh, in the book of Acts church. But there's something about being in the house of God. Gather together with your brothers and sisters in Christ. The tabernacle was a big deal in the Old Testament. Oh, it was a huge deal. The reverence of the tabernacle. What took place in the tabernacle. You know, we need to go back to that. I know we call it the church today, but dear, we need to start reverencing this church. We need to be, or if we're really committed, we're, we're going to be committed to what's going on. We're going to be committed. Come on, this is, this is about the kingdom. I want to be committed. Everything in me, everything in me, I want to be committed to. Pastor's vision. Pastor's uh, what he feels in the Holy Ghost. I want to submit myself to it and get in line with it and commit myself to it. Just in conversation just a few weeks ago with a young man in this church. We were talking and we were working together. He was helping me do some stuff and he, he was talking about how he, he, he wants to he, he wants to make sure his finances are in order so that one day that he can be like another man in this church. And that he can give of his time. Anytime, Pastor. 
He wants to be so uh, such a good steward with his uh, money, with what God has given him, that he wants, he's so committed that he wants to be able to have the liberty to do whatever God, pastor needs or whatever, uh, uh, whatever anybody needs around here, any department, any, maybe they don't need anything, but just to be committed to you coming early and praying and staying a while and, and locking the doors when it's time to lock them. And I, I'm telling you, that's, that's commitment. That stuck out to me, that, that, that stood out to me, that, that resonated in me, that this man is committed. You know what? You can't make an excuse. I want to be very kind. But I want to be very honest. We don't have an excuse. Because we're all committed. We're all committed to our jobs. Or you should be. We should be the best employees. We really should. We should do everything with the word that we know around here with the spirit of excellence. It should bleed over into our job because we're the witness. We're representing the church of God and the local assembly. We're committed to our jobs. We're committed to, uh, uh, to us. Some of the activities, the things that we do that are truly unnecessary that we're committed to. We're tied up, quote unquote, with commitments, but are we really tied up with the true commitment? It's time that, uh, pardon these cliches, but it's time to put your money where your mouth is. It's time to put some skin in the game. case you've forgotten, we're in a building program this year. Now, a few months ago, there was a pledge taken up, a commitment. I'm going to give this much. Now, some of y'all felt really bold in the spirit when you wrote that commitment down. Some of you wives questioned your husbands when you got home. Can I get an amen? Come on now. But the devil's been getting to work. How are you going to do that? How in the world are you going to make that commitment? How are you going to make that pledge? And some of you have already accepted that I'm not going to make it. I'll give what I can and what's comfortable. But commitment's not comfortable. Commitment is not always convenient. But let me tell you something. Be committed. Now, some of you, most of you were in this building program. Some of you spent many hours here. Some of you, some of you have uh, uh, spent many, many hours here. Some of you uh, gave in your finances sacrificially, and that's amazing. That's wonderful. But it's time. It's in the season again, right? We heard Pastor preach about that a few months ago. There's a, a season of giving and a season of receiving, and we're in a season of giving, and we've, we've taken up the pledges, and, and if you keep, keep it up, keep, keep just believe God that he's going to do it. But when it comes time, when that building and the keys are handed over, don't run for the hills. I gave my pledge. Pastor, I gave my money. Now, if I'm out of order, elders, leave me wanting to yell. Straighten me out. But I gave my money, I'm good, I'm committed, I, I committed to what I was going to do, I gave my word and that's good enough. But you, you know what, some of you are so talented, 
Some of you are in construction. Some of you are uh, just talented with your hands. Some of you uh, can't nail, uh, put a nail in a wall, but your, your willingness, you can push a broom or uh, you, can, you can do something. But let your commitment bleed through on this, this, this building program. Let it all the way. And not when it's done, don't say, I, I committed myself, I'm done, and check out on pastor. But when we get in the new building, let that commitment resonate in your praise. Let that commitment uh, resonate in your dedication, your consecration to the word of God and prayer. Your dedication. Be completely committed. Some of you here tonight are, are facing things in your life. Some of you are, are going through things in your body. Some of you are you're, you're facing the worst of the worst. But you know what? If you'll let your commitment shine through that, if you'll let your consecration be so dedicated to the things of God, God will take you through it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Jackson, you're a committed man. God's going to heal your wife in Jesus' name. You're committed. I've watched your faithfulness. Hear me tonight. Your wife's okay. God's got her in his hands. Oh, somebody, come on. That's the assurity that we have when we're committed, when we're faithful. When we're faithful, God's got it all under control. He's got it all all right. We can just walk on through living life, staying committed to the things of God. Commitment. Commitment. It's got to bleed in us. I want to, oh gosh. I want to be saved. Does anybody want to be saved? Does anybody want to see your family saved? Does anybody want to see your neighbor saved? Your co-worker saved? Your boss the owner of your company, the banker. Come on. We, we got to be committed to this thing. We can't just look the part. We can't just come sit on a pew and play patty cake for church. But we got to be committed. Oh, if you want the blessing and the favor of God, you got to be committed. You got to be committed. Some of you long, you long for something more in God. Help, let me help you with something. I'm not going to re-preach what I preached last time here, but we we got we to gotta look at our commitment. Where, where's our commitment level? Are we committed to the plan of God? Are we submitted to his will? Or are we trying to do it on our own way? Committed, 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 committed. We find in the book of Luke chapter 12 and verse 43, it says, Blessed is your servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But, and if that servant say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. And shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens. And to eat and drink and to be drunken. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him. And at an hour when he is not aware. And he will cut him asunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelieving. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knoweth not and did commit these things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. 
For unto whosoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to him, or excuse me, to whom men have committed much, of him will ask the more. I want to close this as Jordan, you come and Something that we don't hear very often preached in pulpits. Something that we don't hear very often anymore in home groups or men's Bible studies or you fill in the blank. Is God's second coming. Eternity. God's coming back. for his church. We know this, and I'm, I'm not going to belabor the point here, but God's coming back. If you're here tonight, and you've just become relaxed, and relaxed in living for God, and you've been just going in and out of the motions, and showing up, and singing in the choir, and shaking people's hand when they come through the door, you get caught up in life, and work, and everything that we're doing, love God, worship God. This is the thing that ever so often we have to remind ourselves when God reminds us He's a coming back. It has a beginning, we know. But eternity has no ending. So every decision Every commitment, everything that we do and say here on this earth is ringing a chord in eternity. The attitude that we have when we're asked to do something in the local assembly. The, the Holy Ghost, when it begins to move and speak to us, that conscience, that God-given conscience that He's given us, when God begins to speak to us and we ignore the voice of God in our life, it's ringing a chord in eternity. God's coming back, church. He's coming back, and if we're, if we're not committed, we find in this text, if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, if we're not busy about our Father's business, we get caught up off guard and we're just just kicking back and relaxing we're not really committed we're just playing playing a deadly game with eternity if we just go through the motions and we really never commit to he's coming back the Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour but he's coming back. We gotta, we gotta live our life to the point to where we're committed. We're committed to being saved. Elder Sergeant, you said it, and I'll never forget it. I live my life every day as if God is coming back today. come back tonight what does your eternity look like 
just, uh, let me just hear me out. I know this is very Sunday school, elementary here tonight. But if God comes back tonight, just as much as heaven's real, there's a hell. And oh, I don't want to see anybody lost. I want to see everybody saved. Oh, I want to, I want to join Brother Earl's hand in hand on those streets of gold and dance. Oh, give God praise. But if the commitment's not there, where, what does the eternity look like? Come on, young people. You're not too young to live for God. Young people, you're not too young to be committed. Young people, you're not too committed to learning and studying and memorizing the Word of God. Because you're playing with eternity. Oh, I want to be committed. Not because, not because pastor's looking or not because somebody on the leadership team is watching me because I want to be committed because I love God and I want to be saved and I want my family to be saved. Come on, this altar's open. I want somebody to respond under the unction of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's, we're playing with eternity. Commitment, commitment, commitment. The altar's open. Come on. Oh, God, where am I? Oh, God, if I come back tonight or you come back, where? What does it look like for me? Come on, church. Oh, come on, church. Are we really committed? Or we just talk about it? Come on, church. Are we really committed? Or we just look the part? Come on, church. Some of us need to find a place of prayer and bury our face. Oh, and let God examine us. Oh, come on, let the old-fashioned conviction get a hold of our hearts tonight. Oh, come on. Come on, young people. We can't live off the stories of our parents and our grandparents. We can't live off the, the commitment that they have. we got to get it for ourselves. Come on, young adults. Come on, young Americans. we got to get this commitment thing for ourselves. Come on, let there be a, a noise, a prayer. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice right now. We're in a season of sacrifice. We're in a season of commitment. Oh, but I mean, my commitment's not going to die when the season's over. Oh, but I'm going to remain strong. Oh, God, in you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of your lost children. Oh, it's they're, 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 your commitment is what's weighing in the balance of their salvation. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Some of your lost children. Oh, and your commitment is it's in the balance of tonight. Oh, whether you're really truly committed. Oh, God, really means for your children to be saved. Come on, 
Lift your voice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not late. Come on, let's just spend a time in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody get that commitment with the, like the woman of the issue of blood. Nothing was going to stop her. Come on. Does anybody feel that in your spirit tonight? Nothing's going to stop me. Oh, hallelujah. I got to get a hold of Jesus. Oh, my commitment runs so deep and so rooted that nothing's going to hinder me. Nothing's going to stop me. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. He wants you to give some of those other commitments up. Hallelujah. He's already been dealing with you before this service about giving some of those things up. Oh, that's outside of the church. Oh, that's it's occupying your time. It's occupying your energy. God's wanting that. Come on. Hallelujah. Make it up in your heart. Make it up in your mind. I'm committed, God. Oh, hallelujah. My commitment's not going to be to other places things in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, yes, that's it. Come on, pray, 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 pray. I'm committed, oh God. Oh, I'm committed, oh God. 